Hello, I'm David Kerr, Director of Communications for the Diocese of Lansing in Michigan and it's here in the state capital of Michigan on October the 16th that women from all across the state will gather for the first ever Michigan Catholic Women's Conference. But why should any woman or any Catholic woman consider coming to that conference? Well, that's just one of the questions I put in this Diocese of Lansing podcast to Erin Carlson. She's the MC of the conference. She's also the Director of Communications for our neighbouring diocese, the Diocese of Saginaw. What to say about the Catholic Women's Conference? I've been involved since it's been, um, since it started. Um, almost a decade ago, and it has been nothing short of a transformational experience for me personally. Um, I, I always say you can count on the Holy Spirit to show up um, in, in awesome and incredible and unexpected ways. Um, as women, we pour so much out of ourselves. The Catholic Women's Conference is an opportunity to be poured into. I've been involved for many years as the MC, so I have a little bit different of a perspective in terms of being involved in the conference as opposed to um, a participant. However, um, I still get to hear the amazing um, ways that the Lord reaches women who attend and those who are actually there to present and be speakers. Um, I can think of um, the, so because of the pandemic last year, we didn't meet. The year before that, I remember after the conference talking with um, a woman who was actually in the vending area. She wasn't even there as a participant, but um, she was just moved to tears. She had come from quite a distance away and actually was, was very certain that the Lord wanted her to hear a specific message that was shared during the conference and was just um, given so much hope in that, um, in that testimony, um, had made a connection to try to kind of do a follow-up. So those are the little, the, uh, just one example of, of someone being touched who was there to, here to minister to women, to sell a, a product, but who ended up being ministered to. So, and that just happens time over and again um, throughout the day. And I, I really, I think that is a tribute to the group, the women who come together in prayerful planning. Um, they really bring it to prayer, to the Holy Spirit. They discern um, how, how is God wanting to touch the hearts and the, and the lives of women um, during this day. And it just, it comes forth in so many beautiful ways throughout the conference. Sorry, I went on too long probably with that. No, not at all. But one thing you did say, you said it's, it's it, and then quickly deflected on to, to, to more abstract matters. You said it's changed your life. In what way has it changed your life? Oh, goodness. Um, so, again, this is just kind of the way God works, right? I worked with someone here in the Diocese of Saginaw, but we didn't partner together in really any um, capacity. Um, so I just, I knew him a little bit. He went, um, to, he took another job. And some months later, I got a call from Cheryl Quinn, who said that um, this gentleman had passed along my name as a possible MC for their first Catholic Women's Conference. And I was obviously very humbled and honored, a little bit um, scared because I hadn't, um, I emceed many events, but hadn't done something in this capacity um, at the time. So I, I trusted that, that this was um, supposed to be for me, um, a good thing for, for um, the diocese, but also for myself. And that has just, wow, it has, um, has been so true. And I say that it's been transformative because it's just introduced me to um, 
to people who have, yeah, forever made an impression and, and changed my life. One thing was um, a priest from the Diocese of Lansing, Father Matthias Balin, who I met, uh, as well as um, Dr. Mary Healy, who was speaking at a conference. And in my heart had really been, um, you know, a longing for uh, being involved in healing ministry. And, and so we had some, some great conversations about this. And I, I began going to some uh, healing services that were taking place in the Diocese of Lansing. And this is, again, some years back. Um, and today I am a student in Encounter Ministries. I'll be beginning my second year this fall. And um, that ministry as well has been completely transformative. So I just, I said, you, you just, again, don't know what the Holy Spirit may have in store. Um, so this has been I, one example of something that I can say um, I've been introduced to through the conference that I may have not been aware of before and how God has kind of used these people to sort of direct um, my life, my ongoing formation and, and ministry. So, uh, and then to add to that, just the amazing women that I have um just come into contact with. I'd actually never really been prayed over in a group setting until I attended the conference. And I was asked that that first conference, like I said, going back almost a decade ago, um, do you want prayer? And of course, um, you know, I would just, I'm very familiar with someone asking, you know, praying for someone, but for, you know, that, that group to surround you and, and pray over you. Um, and then, really even to hear those gifts of, of knowledge in that prayer it was a completely new experience for me and i um i now when i'm um up there on stage as an mc i always encourage women um if you haven't been prayed over before take advantage full advantage of the prayer ministry because there are just some wonderful um people who are there who are um just desiring to to pray over and with women and there's there's something um, like I said, that it's been so, so transformative in my own life and, and really growing in, in close friendship with many of the women that I've um, come to know through the conference. And I'm thrilled this year that it is for Michigan, for all, women all across Michigan. Every year it draws women from across the state, but the intentionality of um, reframing it, if you will, so that there's that open invitation for all women to come and attend that it's their conference. That's that's really exciting. And our bishop will be there, um, God willing, to celebrate, help celebrate the Mass uh, that day. So, um, and I know that that bishops from other dioceses around the state also are hoping to be there. As you say, this conference is open to women across uh, Michigan. For those who come along or those who are interested in coming along, what's the format of the day? Where's it going to take place? <laughs> When's it going to take place? And, and, and who, who are the speakers? What, just give, give us, I don't know if you got a poster in front of you, just read it. And, uh, <laughs> or if you know off the top of your head, even better. I should have it all handy. I do not. However, um, I will go off the top of my head, which is... Okay, let's see. It's happening at the Lansing Center, which is in downtown Lansing. Beautiful view of the Capitol building of our state. So a little um, history there. Um, but it's, in, um, it's on October 16th. And um, in terms of the format for the day, so expect to come in and um, and just really be met by just amazing, beautiful praise and worship music. Um, Melanie and um, and the band do just an incredible job of of sort of 
um, just placing our hearts and minds in God's presence with uplifting praise and worship music. So that is always just, um, you know, a treat to have that, that beautiful music. Um, there's an introduction um, by way of prayer. And then there's uh, a variety of, of speakers. Um, this year, I know we have um, Kelly Wilquist, if I'm saying her name correctly, from Wine, Women in the New Evangelization. I've heard her speak before. I actually met her at a conference. Um, she's fantastic. Um, we also uh, have Sherry Wolfert, who is, oh my goodness, so down to earth. I love that she's a teacher and um, and also has has humor as a way to really kind of simplify and make things easy to understand. I remember her kind of breaking down, like praying with people. You know, how do you pray with someone? Here's like five ways to, to kind of empower you to be able to do that if you haven't stepped out and, and done that before. Um, Father Joe Cross. So um, Father Joe, oh goodness, who doesn't love him? His column is is obviously a favorite amongst um, all who read Faith Magazine and publishing. He's got great humor as well. Um, I got to know him partnering on a few, uh, on a mass um, here in Saginaw that we, um, he, he provided some commentary so that people could under, it was a teaching mass. So he, he sort of provided information and, and his, um, his depth is just incredible. So I'm really excited to, um, to see his name there. Father Adam Mahar, I saw him on the poster. He's a priest of the Diocese of Saginaw, um, co-director, uh, or I should say, um, uh, assistant director of vocations here. He's a chaplain at our Catholic high school in Saginaw, Nouvelle Catholic Central, um, really dynamic, spirit-filled priest. Um, I hope I'm not forgetting anyone, but definitely those are tremendous highlights. And then there are all these like wonderful surprises during the day, whether it's a really powerful, impactful video or um, a testimony from someone whose name you may not recognize, but who may be the, says, says what you, you know, is the, is the message you needed to hear for the day. Some really, um, you know, firsthand witness testimonies that can, that can be related to. And then of course there's, there's mass together as, as a large group throughout the day, there's adoration, there are opportunities for reconciliation, um, the, the, the sacrament of penance. Um, there's a beautiful vendor area. So there are vendors who come in with um, Catholic, uh, Catholic um, items, uh, Christian items, um, things to read, things to wear. <laughs> um, so a, a beautiful mix, but really it's just it's an incredible day and i, I kind of said this at the beginning but i think as as women we're so often um, accustomed to pouring out um giving to those around us and i have found that the day is just wow what an, an incredible day to take aside and it is it is hard for for women for moms sometimes to give that day up but it really is an opportunity to just be poured into so that in turn we we go back into our homes our communities our parishes and we're really um, re-energized, on fire, and and really um, anxious and empowered and desiring to share the good news with those around us. So why do you think why do you think it's so important that this is you know uh, that this is women as opposed to just a Catholic conference open to all that this is actually the the, the Catholic women of Michigan gathering to 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 together as a kind of Catholic sisterhood. Why is that important? Well, and I think that you just kind of nailed it right there when you said sisterhood. There's just so many um, 
elements of life that I think we can relate to as as women, as sisters, um, and to have that time to to come together, um, not in, in any sort of way of, of, of competition with one another, but just to come together to support, to say, you know, I know, I know that we're we're here, and we bring with us our, our woundedness, our hurts, our um, you know different stories, some that may be known and, and some that are not known, but that that we just um, you know we're we're there, we're standing in, in in solidarity with one another, and it kind of reminds me of this beautiful exercise um, that Deb Amato led a few years ago. This is probably one of the most powerful experiences that I've had at the conference. But she, um, she had, so during the conference, uh, every woman um, kind of filled out this, this, uh, this list of different things that you were struggling with. And, and they were very personal, um, you know, from, from things such as, you know, I've, uh, I've, I've suffered from um, depression or I've considered ending my life. Um, I'm wounded and have, have had an abortion. Um, I struggle financially. I mean, if you just can think of like the gamut of, you know, everything that, that could be, um, that women could be bringing with them to this day. So what happened was people filled this out very honestly, very privately. They were um, then redistributed. So you then would, would receive someone else's, your sisters, you know, basically, you know, the most tender, um, you know, really in some ways sacred, you know, like um, uh, struggles, um, secrets, or maybe perhaps not only to God of their heart and you're holding this in your hand, right? Um, and then, and it was done in just a, a, a very a beautiful, and I use that word in a sacred way. Deb then would, would ask those who had, you know, this item that was marked on their, on their list to stand. And it was really about standing for your sister. And in that room, in a way that was anonymous, so that people didn't feel that they had to be identified or, or, you know, people are looking at them because you're standing for this or the other. You stood up for those things that were your sister was holding in her heart or struggling with or praying about. And I don't think there was a dry eye in there. I'm getting a little bit um, teary eyed just thinking about it because, oh, goodness. Um, that's what it's about, right? That we're as sisters of Christ, that we're here to stand with one another. So, um, yeah, that, that truly is, is what the day is about. It's a, it's a sacred space. It's a safe place for women to, um, you know, openly, or in this case, it was, it was done very anonymously so that people felt felt the freedom to really um, have these, these things prayed for and, and didn't feel like they were doing it alone. So anyway, yes, those are the, those are the unexpected, right? Every year there's something maybe a little bit different. Um, there are things that are favorites that are brought back year after year, but it truly is just a, a tremendous, tremendous day and, and a gift. Like I said, it's been a gift for me in my life to be able to um, look forward to and experience it every year. Beautiful. Thanks for sharing that with us. Um, it, obviously, every woman is different, uh, and not least uh, different stages in life, and uh, and different places in life. But as a, as a generality, if you think there there is uh, these generalities do exist, 
what would you say are the, the main challenges or some of the significant challenges that face Catholic women in this part of the world in 2021? Hmm. Um, so I guess if I could first talk as a Catholic mom, I have six sons, um, my husband six and I, sons. six boys. Right. Okay. What, age, what ages are they? Um, I'll start at the, the, the oldest and work down. I've got a 10 year old, a 13 year old. Give us their names as well. Okay. Age and name. 15 year old Andrew. He goes by Drew. 13 year old John. Uh, 10 year old Blaine. Eight year old Gavin. Four year old Lewis. And two year old Joshua. Wonderful. So, What's your husband's name? Andrew. He's, he's also an Andrew. No girls in our family. I get to be the the, the queen. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, I, as a mom, I think these are some conversations that I have often with other moms, which um, are, you know, it's it's difficult um, trying to really help our children to live these God-centered lives because everything the world around them and everything that's sort of coming at them really. Um, reoriented towards self, like a self-centered life, um, trying to be successful, um, trying to, um, you know, be entertained. Um, I, I just, there's, there's, there's so, there's so much and it's, it's so fast paced in terms of, of social media, media, music, television. Like there's just a lot that is constantly coming at them. Um, not much of it that has to do with their their um, their faith, and um, and then and I think it it just really um, it lends itself to to being very self centered and self focused, and I think that that's um, honestly a, a challenge for all of us um, in the world that we live today. Um, moms, that would be a concern of mine for my for my children, but also women in general um a lot has changed since i was growing up um and um I, yeah this this desire um to try to feel like you're or there can there can be a temptation to feel like you need to do this you need to do that you need to keep up with this you need to keep up with that and and all of these distractions are are that you know distractions um oftentimes keeping us away from our focus and we end up living these very disordered lives. And I say when, you know, I say in the house sometimes, like things are out of order. It becomes disordered when, when it's, when God isn't at the focus, at the center. And that, um, and that happens when, you know, we, we, we do try to tend to stuff a lot of things into life. Um, again, I, I can see that it sometimes happens just with, with kids being involved in sports, you know, we're running here, running there and, and trying to remember things for, school and and extracurriculars and um pretty soon you can find that you're just um yeah you've lost focus <laughs> and, and i what, think what, what are the most significant things that you've done as a mother obviously working in tandem uh, please god with your your husband uh, but what are the most significant things you've done in order to ensure that there is that order that right relationship with god at the heart of your family, as you look back, you're, you know, you're a bit down the line. I, I've got three, three little ones who are five and under. So I'm still, I've still got the, the, the training wheels on when it comes to, you know, trying to raise happy and holy children. 
you're a little bit further down the line. What are the things you've done that you think have been most significant in ensuring that your family have got a really good chance with the grace of God of, of growing up into to find young, in your case, Christian men? Sure. There's a couple of things. Um, I would say, um, first, it's it's teaching what I, I try to do in my own life, which is um, even though a day can be very busy, you can we can always start with the Lord, right? Giving the day to the Lord um, in conversation with God um, throughout the day and, and giving our activities and those things that we're doing to the Lord, um, giving him our successes, giving us our failures. So I, again, I'll, I'll use the sports example because my kids like enjoy to play sports. And so I, I often just will teach like how common everyday things like that can be a prayer that you offer to God. And so, um, again, that's, that's, I love the prayer of the rosary. I love the divine mercy chaplet. We try to pray, um, as we can, um, together, even if it's like, all right, we're going to say a decade of the rosary or, um, you know, the chaplet is a little bit, a little bit faster. So we often can get that entire prayer in, but, um, I think just making sure that they know that it's not just about, um, you know, Saying, saying the prayers that we know by heart, but just trying to help them to grow in relationship by dialoguing throughout the day and then um, and just having that conversation and then giving those elements of our day to the Lord, offering it as, as a prayer, offering it as, as a sacrifice, especially, um, you know, because sometimes it feels like a sacrifice, some, some, some aspects of our day. And then um, something else is that I've learned over the years that was difficult, but is is be okay with saying yes to help, um, at, to accepting help. And um, I think that sometimes I used to feel like, oh, if I if I'm not being able to do everything, then somehow I'm failing. And um, you know, there's some really good people that we have around us who help out. Um, first and foremost, my grand my my. My kids' grandparents, my parents, who are in town, who are just um, you know tremendous witnesses of of faith and love, and so um, accepting the help that's offered and um, allowing and allowing um, and I'm I'm going to promote those grandparents because Pope Francis is just I think that wonderful, beautiful, special day. But it's true, there's so much that we can learn from um, our parents and grandparents. So. Um, I think that that's been another aspect is just saying yes to the help and allowing that faith to flow through um, not just us in the home every day, but through grandparents and loved ones and good friends. And, and as a to take it from the family down to to just talk about mum for a little bit, uh, mom, I should say, I'm an American. Um, what what do you do in in your life as a as a as a mother and a, and a working mother? To ensure that that you know you've you've got you've got gas in the tank, supernaturally speaking, to 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 be effective or to pursue holiness in in where where you are. In, in my own life, you're talking about yeah. 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 So um, the sacraments, for sure. Um, I I I love the sacrament of penance. I go often. <laughs> I feel like it's just a great way for me to. Um, work on my heart, which is, um, you know, at any point you feel like, oh, I feel like I'm doing like better in this area a little bit. And God like opens your eyes to something else that you need, you need some work on. So, um, 
and then obviously, you know, the most important, the, the sacrament sacrifice of the mass and, and being at mass and um, and being nourished by the Eucharist. Um, I mentioned before, just I, I dialogue with the Lord all day, all all throughout the day. That wasn't the way I necessarily grew up praying. It was more um, prayers that I knew from heart. I love the prayer of the rosary. I love Our Lady and I'm close with her. Um, so I love the prayer of the rosary, the, the Divine Mercy Chaplet. I love St. Faustina. I've, I've made some wonderful um, saint uh, sister friends in heaven. St. Therese came into my life a few years ago and has just Wow, um, probably of all the saints that I admire and um, you know feel a closeness with, she's she's my my top lady. She's just why, been, why, why? Um, so um, we're talking about Saint Therese of Lisieux here. Pardon me. We're talking about Saint Therese of Lisieux. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of Saint Therese. Okay. Right. Okay. So, why? 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 Yes. Well, um, you know, very honestly, um. You know, there were some some difficult days here in the Diocese of Saginaw some years back. Um, we had um, a priest arrested. We had um, some raids on the diocese. And it was a very difficult time. Um, our bishop had been diagnosed with cancer. There was just, there was a lot going on. And I remember um, being, you know, very, very deep in prayer one night and um, just like asking God questions, really asking for the strength and, and um, you know, uh, searching for answers. And the next day, um, a good friend of mine, a very, um, uh, a wonderful woman, very spirit led, um, she called me up and said, I, I attended this conference and I really think this message is for you. And it was all an introduction, basically, to St. Therese. And she even so much as went to say, my husband has a picture of her that I think you really, that is meant to be for you. I have her picture. It's like a life-size photo. It's in my office. It's been there since 2018. And it was just, I, I remember talking with her that day. And literally, the things that she was telling me were the, the answers to the prayers that I had, you know, prayed that night before. And ever since then, um, she, St. Therese, a little flower, has just been this amazing um, support. She has made herself more known than any other saint that I have ever <laughs> um, befriended or who has befriended me in life. And it's just, it's, it's been amazing. Um, answered many prayers and just let me know of her, of her sisterhood and support. So, yeah, that's... Um, that's where that I got, I'm kind of embarrassed that I never knew who she was years ago, but um, I just became acquainted with this wonderful doctor of the church just a few short years ago, and yeah, she's wonderful. I've I've since I, I share her her cards and her um, her book and her um, her writings and quotes with people who are who are in need and visited uh, the national the largest I guess um, shrine. It's outside of Chicago. Um, in, in Illinois, there's one in Michigan, but this this one in Illinois is it's really beautiful. Um, so anyway, got a little. So that's the supernatural support, saintly, sacramental. In terms of, um, and we'll, we'll bring this into a close because the main purpose of, of of this podcast really is just to let people know that this conference is happening, or to let women know this conference is happening, and that they they can sign up. But um, so, you know, supernatural support. To, in terms of natural support or, or intellectual formation, 
you know, we live in an age, and we're aware of this doing communications, where there's never been so much published out there, both in print, online, and everywhere else. So there's a lot of media content out there and a lot of Catholic media content out there, much of which even the likes of ourselves involved in, in, in Catholic communications are not aware of. And you're always grateful when people say, have you come across this Catholic author? Have you come across this Catholic podcast? And you haven't, and it's and it's gold. So as a, as a, as a mother, as a Catholic woman, what, what are the, the, either the publications or, or, or the, the podcasts or the Catholic media out there that you find particularly useful that you think others may also find useful? Mm, okay. So, um, yes, and you, and you mentioned, and I, 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 I did forget to, to mention scripture because I do believe that the, that the scripture readings of the day, um, when, we're, when we're discerning to hear the Lord's voice, um, right? The scriptures are a wonderful place to, to actually hear the Lord speak to us. And I, and I also, um, I mentioned a little bit in the beginning of our conversation that I've um, become part of in encounter ministries. And to me, that has been um, a wonderful place to uh, go deeper. And Could you just tell us who, who, what is encounter ministries? Okay. So encounter ministries is a ministry in the Diocese of Lansing that aims to equip and activate um, uh, disciples to, to really, it's kind of like uh, to unleash the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. So to really, um, to, to call upon the gifts of the Holy Spirit, to um, uncover which gifts perhaps that are, um, that we're really, um, you know, being called to use in our life. So this has been a wonderful learning year this past year for me. Um, so I mean, all of the teachers who are involved in this ministry, it's been absolutely fantastic. Um, early on in my early twenties, when I was really trying to dive deeper into the Catholic faith, um, I, I listened and watched EWTN a lot. It was a place where I could get a lot of, um, information about what the catechism teaches, um, a place to learn about the saints. I really felt like, um, I was growing in my faith. Um, through watching the content, um, people like uh, Dr. Scott Hahn, um, who who makes things very easy to understand, um, Dr. Peter Fife. Um, there's anyway. So there have been uh, some early on, and then I'm trying to think, David, right here on the um, on the spot. I I pull a lot of things from a lot of sources and. Um, I guess this past year encounters what's on my mind because it's been the one thing that I've really been um, involved with in a pretty significant way. It's a commitment of a week, uh, a day, a week. So, so that's that's nothing small. And and really, um, I would say the 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 renewal of the mind is probably one of the, the greatest aspects that has um, that has impacted me. And that is really. Um, hearing the voice of God in in our lives, believing that we can hear Him, and then learning how to listen for Him. And if anybody wants to know about Encounter Ministries, where should they go? So um, their website, Encounter Ministries. You could 
you could just Google Encounter Ministries, and I don't know their website off the top of my head, but it would be pretty easy to find. It's in Brighton, Michigan. They meet at St. Patrick Church there at the Parish Life Center. And I think that they probably either have coming up their summer intensive or will be having their summer intensive coming up pretty quickly here. And that's to, to kind of give a snapshot of, of the work that happens during the year, the ministry that happens during the year. Okay, and similar question, probably final question. Um, if anybody wants to sign up or any woman wants to sign up for the women's conference, how do they, how do they do that? How much does it cost? What are the logistics? Okay, David, let me, I want to make sure that I am quoting this absolutely correctly. So give me one second. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So to register, anyone who is listening right now can go to www.michigancwc, Catholic Women's Conference. So michigancwc.org. Okay. And again, that's October 16th, 2021. We're very excited to be in person this year with an option for, for virtual, if, if that's going to be the best fit for you. The um, theme for the conference is Outpouring His Love, Our Hearts. So um, he is going to be, God is going to be pouring into us at this conference. Um, I'm trying to get you a price right now. There we go register now it's very um let's see here okay it's fifty dollars and for those of you who feel like you can gift uh, a ticket to someone else you have the option to do that so if you're in a position where um you're able to cover that cost without um without worry um maybe you would you would consider gifting uh a ticket for someone else because certainly we want everyone who has a desire to be there to be there but fifty dollars is um is the cost for registration and um it's like the commercial but what you what you will receive is, is priceless so fifty dollars to register but the the day the day is priceless so i would encourage i would encourage anyone to who's considering or, or on the fence to, to give it a try i don't think you'll be disappointed i think in, instead you'll be um talking about it for, for weeks and months ahead and, and setting your calendar for for the next year. Well, thank you. That, right, that is the last question. But my last request um, is, is if you could just conclude by leading us in a prayer that, that those women who need to be there, who should be there, who have been called to be there, hear this or see other publicity and, 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 and find their way to where the Lord wants them to, 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 to be. Sure. Okay. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh, come Holy Spirit. Come now. Come in power. Lord Jesus, we just ask that right now you would touch the hearts of those women who you desire to be at this day of, of faith and fellowship, the Catholic Women's Conference this fall. 
you would ask that they know your deep love and your desire to be in relationship with them. Lord Jesus, dispel any of the lies, any of the lies that, that they may believe. If there's anyone who feels that they may not belong or they may not be worthy, that is a lie, Lord Jesus. Um, we just ask that that you that you break through that, that you bring truth, and that they feel feel a call and an invitation to be there. Um, any women who are feeling that they're too busy or that they couldn't um, couldn't give the time um, to be away for a day, Lord. Um, Give them the, the freedom to reach out and, and get help or some backup for children who may need to be cared for during the day or so that you can fill them, so that you can pour your love into them during this day. Minister to them so that they may minister to others. For God, we pray for those who are planning this event. We pray, pray for your continued um, inspiration. We pray for health. Um, as we um, look forward to getting together after a long time away. For Jesus, we just ask that you would pour out your blessings on anyone who is listening to this. Help them to know um, the deep, uh, deep truth, the longings of their heart, that whatever they feel needs filling, whatever they're searching for, whatever they're hungering for, that you, Lord, that you alone are the answer. We ask for um, the prayers and intercession of our mama, our blessed mother, um, to just walk with us, to accompany us um, during this event. And that we just come expecting to be surprised, expecting to be loved and open to whatever the Holy Spirit um, wants to do in our lives so that we continue, can, can can or can continue to surrender to God's will so that his will may be done and that so and so that we can um, bring his gospel message into the world in powerful and meaningful ways that draw all to him we ask this prayer through Jesus our Lord and Savior amen the Son the Holy Spirit amen Erin Carlson thank you very much for joining us today Thank you for having me. I'll see you soon, October 16th.